0: Hi, everybody. Welcome to another podcast episode by Savari. I think I'm on episode 16. Um, and before 14 and 15, there was quite a long break. And since I came back, I just want to say thank you to everyone that's given me feedback. It's been super awesome and I appreciate it. And it's been flowing in and it's been great. And it, you know, makes me want to keep on doing this and relating my experiences, being more vulnerable and just getting this message out there that I believe is truly helping people. So I think that's awesome. I really appreciate the feedback. It's all been positive and great so far. And again, even if it's not or if you want to add something where you think I can do better, I consider that positive feedback. So I really appreciate everybody that's commented, has listened, downloaded, subscribed, um, and given me comments. I think it's awesome. So I want you to know I really, really, really appreciate that. Today's podcast, episode 16, I want to get into three things that I believe are truly fundamentals of foundation. So when we don't have our foundation in sync, when our foundation isn't cemented in something that's unshakable, a lot of times when these circumstances come, we get stressed out, we have pressure, we get anxiety, we don't sleep well, we eat, whatever, There's all sorts of things that we do. We buy into the world schemes of trying to find, you know, peace instead of the true peace that comes from what it is that I'm about to tell you. So three things that I want to talk about, how they're similar, how they're different, how they tie into each other, appropriate times to use them, um, why it's our foundation and how to build on top of the foundation from there, what it really allows you to do, um, which in essence is follow your dream, right? We all have a dream that we wanna build. We all have a dream that we wanna accomplish. A lot of the times when we're not following our dreams, our heart's true desires, we have these consequences, these negative consequences that affect us from that. And that's truly what I see from a lot of people, uh, myself included, when I wasn't chasing my dream, when I wasn't believing in God, to give me my heart's truest desire. So I tried to go outside of God's will, do it on my own, make money on my own, do whatever it is I thought was, you know, the materialistic dream right now is very cultural in our today's society. So doing that, Instagram, all that good stuff. Um, So basically what I'm here to say is, When we focus on these three things, once we allow these three things to be our foundation, we start to live life much differently because we're chasing our dreams. And yes, we'll have problems, we'll have failures, but the problems and the failures are so much different. They're so much better. Um, They just allow you to be who you truly are, the unique you that you were created to be and no one else can be. There's a piece of the pie out there that only you can have when you allow God to give it to you. And a lot of that pie is sharing with other people. So without further ado, let's get into what I think are the three pillars of foundation and how this will allow you to follow your dreams and really become who you're created to be. So the three are identity, forgiveness, and perspective. Okay, once we get those three things nailed down, and again, they're ever-changing, um, but at the same time, they're not. So that is between you and God. Um, I can help you on an individual basis on that, but with this general conversation, I'm going to keep it more so general. So identity, forgiveness, and perspective. So if you listen to the last podcast, episode 15, I talk about identity quite a bit. How it's the cornerstone of confidence? And it's the truth. Um, if you put your confidence in things that you can see in things that can be taken away from you, you're not going to have a lot of confidence. You're going to be extremely insecure. So if your confidence is in your beauty, if your confidence is in what you can do as an athlete or as a business person or whatever it is, even as a parent, that stuff will come crashing down on you eventually. It uh, happened to me. It happened to me when I was very young. It sucked, but I'm glad it did happen to me because I learned that my foundation wasn't rooted in Christ. So once you put your identity in Christ, you'll start to realize you have infinite limited or infinite resources, um, infinite power. I know people are afraid of the word power, but it's true. So there is, and I'm not going to touch on this too much, but there is this belief out there that God is this pie in the sky, which there is God that's outside of you. God is this universe. He is this supply that is outside of you. But once you're a believer, this supply is within you. Once you're a believer, you believe that God has this infinite supply within you to accomplish the dreams he has for you. So that is true confidence and that supply never runs out. It's unconditional. If I had to put it like very rigid and very technically, let's just say God is a box, which he's not, but he's this box of infinite supply that you can always go to and take from whatever it is that you need in that moment to accomplish your greatest dream. Okay, and your greatest dream is pure. It's God given. So it's good. So once you get to that place in your life, which I believe many of you are, or at least close, you'll start to realize how big you can dream, how much of that dream you can accomplish when you seek God first and when you rely on his power and his power alone. The most powerful people I know are the most humble. And the reason they're most humble is because they know it was God doing the work within them. So I can explain that in a lot of different ways, but again, I wanna stick to these three things first. But it is important to understand that the most powerful people are the most humble because their identity is in Christ and they know that it's God doing it through them. Okay, God is within us as believers. So that identity, that cornerstone confidence is huge. Um, The problem is it's hard to believe that God is unconditional. Okay, we live in a society where everything is conditional your significant other sees you as conditional, your family sees you as conditional, your job sees you as conditional. Everything in this world, because it's a fallen world, is conditional. So we're always striving to perform to the standards of the condition. So why would God be any different? Well, again, I'm always going to say this to you guys. It's important to read the Bible. The Bible will tell you differently. The Bible will tell you this world has fallen, unfortunately, because of freedom of choice. And so we have the freedom of choice to read the Bible and to allow God to work within us. God will never overpower you. He will only empower you. So that is where forgiveness comes in. There's a verse in the Bible. that's very important. It's in Isaiah 55. It says, my ways are higher than your ways. He's saying, I don't think like the fallen world. I think much better. I think much different. So when we're in tune with God, when we have our identity in Christ, we start to think like God, we start to have higher ways. And so this forgiveness is very hard, okay? Because I grew up in a church, so I know I was always told to forgive, one, myself and other people, but I didn't always want to. And sometimes I'd just be like, yeah, I forgive them. But really all I was doing was numbing myself and just being like, just get out of my life. So that is different than what I'm actually about to talk about and I see there's some erroneous beliefs about forgiveness rooted out of religion and so just so everybody knows um I think the biggest enemy well I know the biggest enemy of God is religion and so I'm not saying don't go to church because there's a lot of great pastors out there there's a lot of great uh, churches out there there's a lot of great people out there but once you start identifying with Christ will start to realize what is good and what isn't. And a lot of the times evil appears as good. So it's very difficult unless, okay, you allow God to, uh, this, is a, this is what I say, have a willingness to be wrong. When you read the Bible with a willingness to be wrong, with the willingness to have different perspectives, check trial, error, talk about it with other people, you'll start to have this true confidence in the word of God. So. Uh, with that being said, religion kind of paints a picture of what we look like on the outside, but on the inside, it's, it's not very good, right? We tr- religion tries to appear as good, but it's not. And so that's why a lot of my friends, when they're like, I don't believe in God, and I go, yeah, I don't believe in that God either, because that God isn't true, that God doesn't exist, because they're re- usually talking about the religious God. Not a lot of my friends, when I explain to them who God really is, are... Like, oh, well, no, I don't believe in that because deep down the truth is in us because of what Jesus did. He said his truth is in everyone's heart. So deep down, everybody has this identity that they want in Christ. It's just eroding all of these false beliefs that they have previous, just like myself and still do. Um, kind of, you know, shade or I should say distort that true identity of god so once you have this true identity of god that he's an unconditional loving god you'll start to move into this forgiveness aspect so you start going boldly to god asking for for forgiveness and it's crazy because once you start going down this path you'll start to realize and this happened in my life my sin became more apparent in my life and so that makes you it makes it harder to ask for forgiveness it makes it more difficult because once you go to God as this unconditional loving God, you want to stop sinning, but that doesn't really happen right away. Um, It does in some cases, but in a lot of cases, because we're repenting, we're renewing our mind, the spiritual happens right away, the mental comes later, and then the physical comes after. So spiritually, we're saved, we're perfect, we're completely righteous, we're whole. Mentally, we're repenting our mind to our new spirit, our new identity, and that we're coming to this point where our mind and our and our spirit, like I was saying in that episode 14 podcast, I don't know, episode 15, where they become one, where our spirit and our mind are totally forgiven. We are in sync with God. And then the physical, like this, you know, the addictions, they stop. The uh, insecurities, they stop. The whatever it is that's going on in your life that will cease to exist, it will be replaced by something better. So whether it's anxiety, addiction, um, numbing, uh, whatever, you, whatever you name it, we all have something, being a workaholic, whatever it is, that will come once the spirit and the mind are totally, f- have forgiven each other, basically, so, and it gets hard, because once you take the step out that, I want God to love me, I want to seek his will for me, you are Satan's really going to push really, really hard in that period of your life that you're a sinner, that you're not very good you're gonna, you know, do stupid things, but that's that's the point. And the Bible tells you this, that's the point in your life when you need to come to the grace, come to the throne of grace boldly, and say, "I'm forgiven. I'm the righteousness of God in Christ. It doesn't matter what I just did, you know, last night or this morning, this weekend, whatever it was or whatever it is. He's forgiving you for that. So once you can understand that type of forgiveness, then we move into uh, a more holistic forgiveness more of what Isaiah 55 was talking about. So what I see in religion a lot today when it comes to forgiveness is, I should forgive other people because of how much of a sinner I was. And there is a little point in time and place for that. Uh, there's some gratitude there, which is good. But most of the time, what I'm seeing lately is people are in this self-pity, in this self-righteous, unworthy perspective and they're this lowly worm and only because of God's forgiveness can they forgive someone else and it sounds good and it's nice but it's not the truth so what the truth is and again I'm going to keep bringing this verse up God's ways are higher than our ways okay that's the religious way of forgiving someone you were such a sinner before that you have to forgive that sinner it's actually this because God forgave all your sin, you are now, okay, this is the identity and the forgiveness together. You are now this righteous person. You are as righteous as God. God is actually breaking his promise, okay, because of what Jesus did if he doesn't see you as 100% perfect and 100% righteous. So that, and I'm not going to get, well, maybe I will get very scientific here, but that is what allows your conscious brain and your subconscious brain to be in unison, which allows your heart to synchronize with them, which allows your physical world to be beautiful. It allows the fruit of the spirit to manifest in your life. So when we take on this perspective as believers that we are totally forgiven and we are 100% righteous and perfect through what Jesus did, it actually allows God to empower us within to forgive that person. So instead of trying to forgive that person because of how bad you were, we're going to now forgive that person because we're empowered by how great Jesus' sacrifice at the cross is, okay? That's which leads into my third one, which is perspective, but I'll dive into that deeper, okay, because I still want to hammer this forgiveness aspect because it is a little tricky, and it's something that just came across my desk like two weeks ago, okay, because I've been really, really hammering on forgiveness, because I know how important it is, because it's basically why Jesus went to the cross. I mean, one of the fundamental pillars of why Jesus went to the cross was for forgiveness, because the last thing he said was forgive them, where they know not what they do. And he was talking to people that were murdering him, okay, his own people. So that's crazy. How can you forgive people that are literally making fun of you and killing you as an innocent person, they would rather take a criminal's life at free set a criminals life free and make you take his place so it's crazy but again and he said forgive them for they know not what they do so what i'm saying is once we have our identity in christ we know that he's forgiven us yes as sinners we're we're all sinners we know this okay most people that are looking to become christians know that they're sinners okay but once you become a believer your perspective has now changed Your perspective is now I'm the righteousness of God in Christ. God is right in making me righteous. God is right in seeing me as perfect. God is, he would be breaking his own promise. The world would explode. The creator of the world would explode if he saw you as a sinner. If he saw you as unrighteous, if he saw you as this lowly worm. Okay, so once you take on this perspective of how God sees you, you can now take on this perspective on forgiving others. okay And no I know I'm trying to keep them separate, but I keep bleeding identity perspective and forgiveness together. but I mean they are really in unison. It's almost like the Trinity, okay, <clears throat> God, the Holy Spirit and Jesus. but again, I don't want to go too crazy with this because I can go off on a lot of tangents. but what I'm saying is this, you we went now as believers, okay. We have this perspective that I am totally forgiven. Okay. I am totally perfect. I have the power to do whatever it is that God wants me to do, which is your truest heart's desires. Whatever it was when you were a little kid and you just wanted to be that, and something happened to you that stopped you from doing it, then go back to that. Okay. You have to forgive yourself for the trauma. And then once you know that, you're completely and totally powerful through christ you can have this calm and actual true spiritual forgiveness in order to forgive that person so let me give you an example okay so what does this look like because a lot of people think forgiveness is okay i forgive this person move on okay uh, i was like that and i just numb myself so again first identity what does that look like looks like i'm giving up my what we call flesh okay in the church i'm giving up my old self my old nature i'm giving up What I used to think. I'm giving up what I think about the world, what I think. I'm just giving it up. I'm having this willingness to be wrong, whatever it is. I just want to make one quick point about that. Okay. So, as a male, okay, I'm 27 now. As a male, your brain doesn't fully develop until you're 25. So, to be completely honest with you, I haven't been thinking maturely for more than two years now. Okay. So, whenever someone tries to give me advice, and again, I'm always willing to take people's advice, but again, I have to remind myself quietly to myself, but sometimes I want to say it to people, and sometimes I do, depending on the situation. But it's like you've only been around, let's just say you're a seven year old man, you've only been around for 70 years. Okay. And you're basing most of your philosophy off of experience and what other people have said. So, you're trying to give me some type of information or identity. Based off of your, if you're 70 years old, I'll give you 50 years of experience, okay? When I have a written word that's been around since the beginning of time, okay? So let's just be nice. For civilization generally is considered 10,000 years ago. So let's just say I have something that's worth 10,000 years of evidence compared to your 50 years of what? So all I'm saying is if you want to truly have confidence, read the Bible, okay? Read it. Read it, get your confidence from the written word. Okay, because that's where it really, really is at. It's not from some guy selling you something. Okay. I'm just gonna be honest. I'm kinda, you know, I don't want to go, I don't want to go down that road too much and just cut down the world's efforts. Okay, as much as I just want to explain how much better this is. Okay, so whatever it is that you put your value in, whether it's time or experience, okay, wisdom comes from the Bible and the Bible only. It beats everything and I've been through most of it, okay? And at least enough to know that this is the best. So if you really wanna have true confidence, true identity, you can't. What I'm speaking to you has been around since the beginning of time, okay? 10,000 years at least. So I don't know how you could beat that. You probably couldn't. So um, what I'm saying now is this, and that's a little side tangent, sometimes I do that, but <sighs> a little story to relate here, okay? So for me, when I was a little kid, I loved music. Um, I, I was just singing like a crazy kid bang on you know pots and pans like a crazy kid. And one day, you know, I just got hurt really bad. I'm um, not going to go too deep into the situation about it, but yeah, I mean, I was just doing what I usually do being a crazy kid singing, being loud and annoying. I got cut down pretty hard, you know, pretty emotionally. And Ever since that day, like, I think a couple months later, my parents bought me drums. But I didn't want to play the drums anymore because I just was so traumatized or hurt. I didn't know what I was doing. Like, I was five or six. But I was just, you know, I didn't want to feel that pain again. So I didn't want to play the drums again. I was too scared. So I didn't. And, in like, 20, I guess 20 years later, 26 years later, or whatever, not 26, 20 years later, you know, I get a drum set because I'm starting to forgive myself, starting to forgive you know, the people around me and the person that hurt me when that happened. And so what forgiveness looks like is getting back on that drum set, even though you're not good and you're just learning and, you know, other people are hearing you and these thoughts come to your head. So when that happened to me, I was like five. So the way your brain works is when you experience something like that and you're in another situation like that, again, even when you're 25, you're going to handle that like a five-year-old. So once I'm on the drums and people are like around me and they're listening to me, All these feelings come up, like my brain shuts down. I start acting like I'm five. And so for me, I got to remind myself, okay, uh, you know, what would God say? What does Jesus think in this moment? Stuff like that. Where's my identity, right? Is my identity and how well I play the drums? No, it's not. So that really helps me forgive myself, forgive what happened, forgive the people around me and that, right, I'm the righteousness of God in Christ. I keep playing. I'll become a good drummer. And even when I am a good drummer, does their opinions matter? At the end of the day, when I'm good or bad, no. Why? Because my identity is in Christ. That allows me to forgive. That allows me to have perspective. Okay? So that's what forgiveness looks like. Forgiveness looks like going back to where you were hurt and overcoming it. Allowing God to empower you through your identity in Christ to go back to where you were hurt and relive it in a better way. So now I'm playing the drums. I'm way more confident. I'm getting over all this crap that I think is going to kill me and it's not. Okay. And so that is just an, an example that I can give you. And I know a lot of you right now that are listening to this or watching this have some story running through your head where you can totally relate. You know exactly what I'm talking about. You had a dream, whether it was a baseball player or a coach or a the, the president, I don't know. Whatever it was, you had something, a doctor, a nurse, uh, could be anything. Whatever it was, you had something, and something happened where you shut that dream off. You stopped. And that's because we put our identity in what we know. That's why the Bible always says, do not lean on your own understanding. God's ways are higher than your ways. So now, for us today, it's time for us to put our identity in the infinite, in the unlimited resources of God. And allow ourselves to face our failures, to face our past, stop acting like a five year old when we come up in these situations of fear, allow God to empower us to handle it the way God would, which is infinite wisdom, which is over 10,000 years of experience. Right. So now I'm handling a situation like a 10,000 year old. Okay. That's just a little play on words for you. So it matters. It matters what you're reading. It matters what you're listening to. It matters what you're hearing. And so the best thing you can do is listen, hear, and read the best thing that you have. And so that will allow you to, God, to work within you to overcome these things that are stopping you from accomplishing your truest heart's desires. So again, to reiterate, identity, forgiveness, perspective. Okay, so I haven't really nailed down perspective enough, even though I kind of been mushing it together. But again, they all go together so well. Perspective is that third pillar of these three foundational pillars. So perspective, once you allow your identity to be in Christ, once you allow forgiveness to work through you and empower you into your truest heart's desires, then you gain this perspective. And I call it God's perspective. Okay, once we start thinking more like God, our ways are higher than the world's ways. Once we start believing more in God, our ways are more like his ways. And so, yes, I can take perspective. I can put on many hats. I can put on many shoes because that's what Jesus did. Jesus came into this world to gain the perspective of a human being and live it fully and take on the condemnation of the human race so that God could love us unconditionally. So once we gain perspective that God is for us, never against us, we start truly understanding forgiveness and identity. And I know I put identity first and forgiveness second, but perspective is kind of the overall encompassing one that brings it all together, kind of like ranch on a salad. So perspective isn't just, okay, what is my Boyfriend or girlfriend thinking, okay, what is my dad thinking? What is my mom thinking? It's what is God thinking? Always put your perspective in God's eyes first, then yourself, and then others. And that's how forgiveness works too, and that's how identity works. Okay, a lot of the times we get confused. We put our identity in others, we put our forgiveness in others, and then we put our perspective in others. When in reality, it's identity in God, forgiveness in God, perspective in God. Then yourself, then yourself, then yourself, then others. Okay, does that make sense? God first, yourself second, others third. And when you do that, you'll actually see yourself serving others first. Okay, so once you allow God to serve you first, it becomes just an empowering response to his goodness to be good. Okay, a lot of people try to be good and they fail. And then they make justifications of whether or not blame others. Okay, when you put God first and then yourself, right after that, then the goodness will come after. Okay, it'll be a response. It'll be an overflow. So a lot of people say, "What are your priorities?" They say God, family, whatever else, and that's nice. But it's really and but their priorities would say different. Like their actions would totally say different. Um, What it really is is it's God, you, and then everyone else. Because if you can't take care of yourself, you can't take care of others. So. Put your identity in God, put your forgiveness in God, put your perspective in God, and then that the rest will take care of itself. So too many times, okay? And again, I don't want to go too far off on a tangent about what happens when we don't, okay? Because I think most of you know what happens when we don't. Most of us feel that. Most of us know, right? We have anxiety, we have stress. But when we put our identity in politics, which is very popular right now, when we put our identity in causes right now, which is very popular, when we put our identity in self-righteous motivation, self-righteous, whatever, it's going to destroy you. It doesn't matter. It doesn't. I don't care if you have a million dollars, whatever it is that you get out of the deal or whatever you put on Instagram, it will destroy you because the causes of sin is death. So there's only one thing that brings you life and that's putting your identity, your perspective and forgiveness in God. And then all the other things will take care of itself. So I hope I hammer that home. What I really want you to remember is you are the righteousness of God in Christ. That's your identity. Okay. Your forgiveness. God has to forgive you because of what Jesus did. It used to be the other way around. I don't talk about the old covenant too much because that's kind of for a later time. But the way it is now because of Christ, God has to forgive you by the blood of Christ. And so this is where I'll get very scientific. Your conscience and your subconscious are always, because we live in a fallen world, are always feeling guilty. As a non-believer, you are condemned to feel guilty. We live in a world now where there's too much knowledge, where there's too much information to not feel guilty, to not feel like you're not good enough, that you're inadequate, that you're a loser okay, that you're weak. So everybody's subconscious feels guilty. That's how in this fallen world, we've been encouraged to feel guilty, to feel condemned, to feel not good enough. So our conscience, okay, is always in a battle with our subconscious right now, which is always making our heart freak out. So that's why you see a lot of craziness going on in the world. So what I'm saying is this, and this is where it gets a little interesting, okay, but um, there's only one thing that can make you feel innocent, and that's blood, I know that sounds weird, and I know that sounds like we're getting into some really weird things, okay, but blood is in your veins, blood's a real thing, okay, Um, people pass out when they see blood, right, so this is a very adult conversation, but that's why Jesus, they call it the blood of Christ, okay? And your, your conscience, your brain, your subconscious isn't dumb. It's, it's been around forever, okay? Your DNA has been around since the beginning of time. Your D, I hope you know that, by the way. Your DNA has been around since the beginning of time. So this DNA that's your design, that's running your brain, that's running your subconscious, wants to be purified. It wants to be innocent, okay? So when people want to be innocent, and they don't get it from the blood of Christ, they're going to do some pretty crazy, outrageous, stupid stuff to get it. So, again, it's a very dull conversation. I hope you can handle it. I'm saying it because I believe you can. When we don't purify our subconscious with the blood of Christ, we do stupid stuff to do it, okay? And I don't care if you're 18 right now listening to this or if you're 55, I can promise you, as you get older, you will do crazier, crazier stuff to satisfy your guilty conscience, or you could do the right thing, the easy thing, the thing that gives you life, and that's satisfied with the blood of Christ, okay, there's no crazy thing that you have to do there other than read the Bible, okay, and allow the Bible to get your conscience, okay, to tell your subconscious that you're innocent, Okay, you're innocent because of what Jesus did. And the more you read the Bible, the more you repent. Okay, the word for repent is metanoia in the Greek, which means renewing your mind. Every day we wake up and we renew our mind to the forgiveness of Christ, his blood, his shed, right? That is going to allow your conscience and your subconscious to relax. It's going to allow it to bring life. It's going to allow you to have limitless possibilities within God's will for you. That is. Okay. And I could go deeper with quantum physics and all this, but I'm not because it's just, one, I don't know how to explain it very well because I'm not very great at it. But two, I know this enough to know that your subconscious is real. It's 90% of your emotions. Um, it's basically what you do. Okay. Cause your conscious brain is only there for one reason. And that's to focus on God. It's not to email 7,000 emails. It's not to be a superhero. It's not to be, your conscious brain is really only there for you to focus on Christ because then your subconscious does the rest of the work. Okay. That's this rest that God's talking about. Your your, your subconscious is the laboring part. Your subconscious labors into rest. Okay. So again, there's a lot of scripture for all of this. I'm not going to go too biblical here, but your the 10% of your brain, which is your conscience, okay, is always working to tell your subconscious. Okay, what to do. And so when we have this 10% of our brain focused on Jesus, the other 90% will take care of itself. Okay. So if you're struggling in life, because you're not reading the Bible, right? Because you're not listening to good things that empower you, that supply you. Okay. It's weird. So let this 10% of your brain that's awake focus on God. And then the 90%, your subconscious, I promise you. We'll go to that, and this is where the God is outside of us part, okay? It says God within us is Jesus Christ. It's going to talk to the God outside of us, his heavenly father, who controls the universe, who will orchestrate things around you to work for you. So you really don't even have to do that much. All you have to do is with this 10% of your conscious brain focus on God, and then the 90% will work itself out around you, Okay. And none of this will happen unless you have the three pillars, okay? The identity, the perspective, and the forgiveness part. Once you have those three pillars, okay, then your conscience and your subconscious are one. And then everything else around you works for you, okay? There will be opposition, okay? But it will fall, right? Because there's a verse in the Bible, and I strongly encourage everyone to read Psalm 91 every day. And it says 10,000 people may fall around me, but I will, I will be fine. So whenever there's crazy things going around you, which there always will be, because there's a bunch of people out there with guilty consciences, unpurified consciences, trying to do crazy things, right? Putin right now, his identity is in the Soviet Union. So I'm, I'm just going to be honest with you. It's not that crazy f- for me to see what Putin is doing. Like, it makes actually a lot of sense in the sense that he doesn't have a purified conscience, This is the only thing his identity is rooted in. So he has to do this stuff, okay? Goes for a lot of non-believers. It goes for every non-believer out there, okay? They have to do these things in order to feel satisfied with their subconscious. Okay, so that's why it's so important. If Putin was a true believer, if he actually believed that Jesus died for his sins and forgave him for everything, he wouldn't have to put his identity in the Soviet Union, okay? I know this is a weird example, but it's very timely. So. All I'm saying is it's the same for you and me, okay? Obviously, our degrees are different because I don't have a bunch of nukes, all right? But it's the same, okay? In a weird way, subconsciously and spiritually, there's no difference for a non-believer to a non-believing Putin, okay? There's just really no difference. Um, You can say moralistically, I mean, I'm not even going to go down that road, okay? But the greater point is this. If you don't satisfy your subconscious guilt, you are going to have a very, very difficult time finding it elsewhere outside the blood of Christ. It's just as real as it gets. Okay. What if you do, and when you do, because I'm believing for people that are listening to this, when you put your guilty conscience in the blood of Christ, it'll be purified for the rest of your life. All that really is is a process of reminding yourself of it. And the rest of this the stuff around you will take care of itself, okay? That's why the Bible is always saying, wait on God, be patient, just relax. never tells you to go out and do something. It never tells you to go out on your own. It never tells you to do this or that, to take over a country or to do blah, 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 okay? God is always saying, wait, be patient. And when he does tell you something to do, you'll be so ready and empowered to do it that you just have to do it and you'll know it's God, okay? So that is what i've got for you today okay again the three fundamental pillars identity forgiveness perspective that's going to allow you to accomplish your dreams that's what it is in a nutshell okay identity is in christ our forgiveness is in christ and our perspective is in christ and again that's the priority after that then it's yourself and then it's others okay so I hope that makes sense. I, I believe it does. And I want you to know everyone's qualified. Everyone that's listening, everyone around you is qualified to receive the, the grace of God because of what Jesus did. So, and I'm telling you, just because I said this in that the first podcast I had, episode 14, in a long time I came, or when I had a long break, that there's that saying out there, you never know what someone's going through while well, I'm telling you this. I do. And you do. We all know what everybody's going through and that's pain and hurt. Everybody's going through something. So, you know, leave the door open for somebody. Just be nice. Talk to them, say hi, whatever. It doesn't matter. Little seeds. Okay. God is always talking about baby steps, little seeds, and that'll eventually grow. So that's all I got for you. Um, again, I love the comments. I love, uh, uh, all of the feedback and again, if you want to do a podcast or something, or if you want to jam, play the drums, play the guitar, or talk, lift, whatever it is, or do something, I don't care. Whatever it is, let me know. Um, I think, uh, yeah, I guess the last thing I say is, as a believer, um, if you're wondering if it's God, it is. So just scratch that itch. Um, if it isn't, it won't work out. If it is, it will work out, okay? There'll be some opposition, but at the end of the day, if you just stay patient, it'll work out. All right. Thank you guys for listening. Thank you for those that are watching. I love you guys. Be bold. Be blessed.